Hello, and welcome to another episode of In the End, a morbidly curious podcast. I'm your co-host, Emma Hitchcock. And I'm Tara Ingman. So, Emma, what have what have you got today to talk about? What are we, what do you what should we do today? <laughs> what should we do? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I knew like I needed to come up with something for this week, and I was reading an article about how the uh, the opioid crisis in the U.S. is causing kind of an uptick in uh, body storage problems. Uh, they've had a lot more like unclaimed bodies recently uh, because of the epidemic and so i thought we right. could talk about like what happens if nobody comes to claim you when you die okay yeah yeah what does happen i guess i always kind of thought you go to like a medical school but i don't know if that's true really um so historically what would happen particularly before like you know refrigeration um <laughs> Historically, what would happen uh, if somebody wasn't claimed uh, because they, you know, they didn't have um, refrigeration and they hadn't figured out uh, embalming yet. So they would just have to, like, get rid of the body ASAP. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, generally, it's like a small town. So they would very unlikely that you were going to be unclaimed if you died in your own hometown, whatever. Yeah. Of course. Um, but if you were, like, traveling and nobody mm-hmm. knew who you were. Yeah, uh, they would just bury you in a pit with like other people. Um, yeah, now if, right. If they were like non-locals, as you are wont to say, um, <laughs> they would put them in a special section, usually on the outskirts of town. Mm. Okay, just because like cause they'd... fuck those foreigners. We don't care about them. <laughs> I mean, I guess, and it's also just a way of being like. Our people, not our people. Like, right? You don't. Belong I guess to if us. somebody came to claim them later, there. yeah. If somebody came to claim them later, they could like dig them up, I guess. But um, <laughs> and like, do they get like a marker or a headstone or of any kind? Like, maybe. depended on the place. Sometimes they would just yeah. have like a like a really basic um, like headstone just to mark where the yeah. actual location of these graves were, but right. no really identifying marks generally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's, you know, more historical. But if we're getting into more modern, um, particularly in the 19th century, there's a huge problem of, like, grave robbing to steal bodies mm-hmm. because medical schools were largely forbidden from taking bodies for uh, dissection. Right. So there was a huge black market. So people would, like, go dig up the body and, like, deliver it to medical schools so that they mm-hmm. could learn yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, like, see this a lot in, like, stories and, like, cartoons and stuff from the time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it got so bad. I know, um, particularly in London, I'm sure this happened other places, but, like, families would camp out around the graves of their loved ones (laughs) for, like, five to seven days to to prevent this from happening. Because after that point, like, enough decomposition has happened that, like, the medical schools don't want them. So they would, like... yeah hang out around the grave to, to keep people from, <laughs> from stealing them. Uh, okay. um, in the U.S. in uh, 1831, uh, there was the An- Annenberg Act, which allowed medical schools to dissect, quote-unquote, unclaimed bodies. Hmm. Um, typically, this actually ended up being prisoners um, that were right. executed by the yeah. state. So um, yeah. that was in existence for a very long time. In 2016, uh, New York banned it. They decided huh. that it, um, 
because they were unclaimed bodies and because you didn't know the wishes of the people that it was disrespectful and so they they mm-hmm. banned it and as a result most medical schools across the country will no longer take just like unclaimed bodies uh, so they can only take like donated bodies now correct basically. Oh, okay. yeah policy there's no actual like legal requirement on that it's just well, a choice right. that they're making yeah to, to do that yeah so that gets into and a lot of this is going to be u.s centric because i could find the most documentation on this um mm-hmm. but the U.S. has no uniform system for managing unclaimed bodies. There's no federal law in place. Uh, why am um, I not surprised? Right. <laughs> and uh, and many states don't have specific laws either, which sort of just leaves it up to um, whatever medical examiner, the local med- medical examiner, to like figure out their own system. <laughs> yeah. So this varies wildly across yeah. the U.S. what they decide to do with it. Um I, I would actually like to start with the place that actually has a system in place that has figured out that this is an important thing to deal with and has come up with a code for it. And that is uh, L.A. Hmm. L.A. has actually put together like a whole system and they have a set of regulations. So if someone is unclaimed after a month, they cremate them. Huh. OK. Fair enough. And then they take the cremate, the cremains, as it were, and mm-hmm. um, they'll store them uh, in a public facility for three years. Oh. And then if they're still not claimed after three years, um, they're buried in like a mass, uh, like multi-religion ceremony. Like oh, they, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. The city holds a funeral. Like interfaith. Non- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, yeah, they're like, we'll do this. Um, but then there's other places like Tennessee, for example, um, will often donate unclaimed bodies to the body farms, which, like, I know you know what those are. That's awesome. Um, And we are, we absolutely intend to do an episode on the body farms because they're amazing. Hopefully a field trip to the body farms, but yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But body farms are places where they take bodies and they put them in various and sundry situations out in the field so they can study decomposition to help Mm -hmm. with forensic science. Yeah. and there is one in Tennessee, and so they're like, here, just take these bodies and do with those what you will. Um, North Carolina uh, tends to cr- uh, cremate unclaimed bodies and then scatter the ashes at sea. Okay, that's kind of nice. Seems like a pretty practical perspective. Other places have issues um, where they try to store the actual bodies, so they end up in re- like refrigerated trailers, mm. um, much like you yeah. would have after like a disaster. Um, right, right. Okay, yeah. But it, that's like their their semi-permanent solution currently because they don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> right, but like you can only have so many refrigerated trailers before like you run out of space for those and you still have to do right. something with the bodies inside of them. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so it is an issue and it's a growing issue. And so um, the Federal Missing Persons database has expanded actually to include unclaimed bodies. Oh, okay, Which that's a good idea. Sounds like a fantastic idea. The problem with this is that local medical examiners don't have direct access to this system. Oh, yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that system needs work, but they're working on expanding it to make sure that uh, that people who need access to this can have it, and that way they can at least store um, like DNA profiles or mm-hmm. fingerprints and that sort of thing, so that if yeah. somebody does come back later, they yeah. can they can do that. Uh, Europe, uh, the European Union has been working on 
uh, instituting a similar system to get mm. um, unclaimed bodies into a database to be mm-hmm. searchable. Yeah. Um, and I know Mexico, as of last year, uh, has been trying trying to do this. They have an issue with um, unidentified bodies, particularly. So they've been trying to store DNA profiles um, to keep those on record. I, though I think some of that is more of like a crime fighting right yeah thing than like a respect for the dead thing um yeah because it's often associated with like drug crime yeah of course Uh, of course yeah um a lot of coroners in the u.s will opt to just cremate them and store the remains however there are several u.s states that don't actually allow it um they don't allow bodies to be cremated because it might be against the religious wishes of the individual. Right. So they consider it uh, an infringement on their rights. So, okay. So like what uh, you'd like stick them in a freezer or you bury them or like you bury them. Huh, okay. they'll, they'll bury them, but it that's incredibly expensive. Um, yeah. The average funeral costs about 10 times what it would to like cremate someone so right it's it's cost prohibitive and only 14 states in the u.s actually a lot funding to take care of unclaimed bodies and the oh funding God. that they do a lot yeah and the funding that they do a lot is just not enough to cover the cost of so course. like yeah um so just from a very practical perspective from a budgetary problem yeah like, <laughs> yeah this yeah. is an issue that we probably should like figure out a little better yeah yeah I mean, but, like, what are you supposed to do with these bodies, you know? Like, I don't know. It is a problem, for sure. I don't... There's no, like, obvious immediate solution that presents itself to me that I'm like, well, clearly we should all be doing fill in the blank, you know? I mean, I think I think if you could get a system in place that had some kind of record, if you could get a database in place that had... DNA samples and fingerprints and, you know, those kinds of identifying information. Yeah. And then you just cremated the remains yeah. and either yeah. stored them or buried them or, like, however you want to deal yeah. with that yeah. particular storage issue. Then I think you're meeting all needs there because I think yeah. then people could be identified later if they needed to be. Mm-hmm. But you don't have... You don't have to, like, store the body somewhere. You don't have to store the bodies or, or the expense of burial... Mm-hmm. Or even just the space issue of burials. So, like, yeah. we're talking largely about the U.S., but this is an issue all over the world. And like Japan, for example, yeah, they've <laughs> been pushing, yeah, they've been pushing cremation. Mm-hmm. Just, they don't have a know. lot of space. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And looking at it, I haven't found a country in the world that has a system in place to deal with this in a particularly uniform or elegant way <laughs> right um, it's like one of those things that we don't talk about don't you think that's probably related to the fact that like the majority of unclaimed bodies are probably like poor and often homeless people and like yeah we just in general like as humans don't have a great system for like dealing with those populations and like helping them <laughs> yeah so i i think that's 100 percent true i think um, the hom- homeless populations, obviously, this has always been an issue with um, uh, drug addicts often end up right. in yeah. in this situation or just poor people where like the family yeah. can't afford to bury the bodies, So they just like don't claim them yeah. because they can't. Uh-huh. And, you know, those are three vulnerable populations that people typically don't like to talk about. And it makes them very uncomfortable. And 
Right. So they're like, we just won't. We're just going to pretend that, like, this is not a thing that exists. Because right. we don't want to have to deal with it. <laughs> but that actually brings up, here's what happens when you decide to do that. And just, like, ignore the problem. <laughs> right. And try to sweep it under the rug. So in New York City, um, off yeah, on an island called Heart Island. And it's off, it's to the east of, like, the Bronx, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a completely inaccessible strip of land that has been used since 1869 to bury unclaimed bodies. Okay, so that's like uh, close to 150 years now-ish. Correct. Right. Okay, that's a long time. <laughs> yep. So there's over um, over a million bodies have been buried on this island. Which <laughs> I hope it's a big island. <laughs> it's not particularly large. Um, and so what they do is they just put the bodies in, typically they put them in pine coffins and put them in like shallow trenches and just mm-hmm. buried them and were like, job done. <laughs> the end. Problem solved. <laughs> Except, I'm going to guess, However, not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, in April of 2018, um, storms started to uncover some of the remains. And so people who were going out there to like, and the situation started to find just like bodies scattered on the shorelines. <laughs> awesome. Um, and with the more extreme weather and the rising tides and all of this, like this uh-huh. is going to be an ongoing problem. So yeah, it's like the um, the Les Innocent situation in Paris that we talked right. about <laughs> in the Ossuaries episode. <laughs> right. Bodies spilling into the street. In, si- in this case, I guess it would be spilling into Long Island Sound. <laughs> right. Into the sound. And just- <laughs> chilling uh, so to speak. like chilling relaxing on the beach at your hamptons house and like bodies floating past awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and so the city has had to like rush through emergency funding to like reinforce the shoreline to keep this from happening <laughs> but right. like that's obviously not a sustainable yeah that's solution. not a permanent solution yeah Right. And there's a million bodies there. So whatever the permanent solution is, is going to be more expensive than anyone can possibly imagine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So have they like since this happened in April of last year? Of last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like have they stopped burying bodies there or has it continued? Did they say? I I didn't read that in the article. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, It it has been continuously active since 1869. Right, I, right. I don't know if they put a pause on it while they like right. put walls up around the <laughs> perimeter. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, yeah. I guess it's true. If they're building walls, then they probably didn't feel the need to like stop the burials. Yeah. Or they stopped burials while they're under construction. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Right. Could yeah. go either way. I. I didn't. There was no follow yeah, up it, on that. It didn't that say. It, yeah. It didn't say. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's a it's a problem that does need a solution so that you're not at your house in the Hamptons watching. Mostly decomposed bodies for <laughs> while you sip your gin and tonic. <laughs> On the upside, um, that would probably get something done about the problem, you know? <laughs> for sure. If it becomes a problem for rich people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, then we're going to figure out our shit real fast. That is, that is typically how the world works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's sort of generally where we're at with unclaimed bodies i again did not find a lot of variation across the world uh if anybody has any solutions like we were looking at the stats earlier on our podcast and we've had listeners in about 14 countries now so if your country has a solution to this like (laughs) 
email us and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, and you maybe don't have any information about this, but like, so you were saying, you know, some places um, forbid the cremation of these bodies Correct. because it like might be against their religious beliefs. But that's a very, that's like a Western centric point of view, right? So like our, the religions that we are familiar with, like here in the West, mostly like practice burial instead of cremation. But like, I don't know, in India, for example, where like, cremation is a lot more common you know like that's I, I just wonder if if it's treated differently like obviously everybody wants to be cremated because we're in India and like that is the predominant practice here so like we can't bury those bodies <laughs> because that would be you know what I'm saying you know us being like oh no we can't cremate them because that would be wrong is a very like monotheism abrahamic tradition that like has this idea of like maintaining bodily integrity but like plenty of places in the world now and like places in time like throughout history have practiced cremation as the default and like it would be weird to bury somebody in those contexts you know so like maybe they just cremate them as a matter of course like they cremate almost everybody else you know yeah so it's only certain states, and like when I was talking about that, it's only certain states in the U.S. that don't allow cremation because mm -hmm. they think it. Yeah, might. yeah. But, yeah. Um, but like India, for example, when they have an unclean body, they will do, um, they take them in and they do an autopsy, mm -hmm. um, get as much information as they can for a police report, and then typically they do cremate the body. Yeah. <clears throat> Though sometimes they will bury it, and particularly um, if it's if it's clearly not an Indian citizen, mm -hmm. um, they won't cremate. They'll They'll try to store the body as right, long as they right. can um, yeah. to, to do their due diligence. But basically, they just put together a police report of, like, identifying marks or tattoos or whatever mm -hmm. and then cremate the body and yeah. call it a day. So it does vary yeah. slightly. But, like, I, I guess my point is that, like, nobody's come up with an elegant solution. Yeah, no, no. Meet, Absolutely. To meet all needs. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, it just, like. It, the the default it's interesting to me how the default burial practice in a certain place like obviously would influence this type of thing that's all right yeah i mean specific choices are going to reflect the culture yeah yeah um, exactly right right um and then there's like one example that we need to talk about of what happened to some unclaimed <laughs> bodies okay that i think uh is important um Around 2006-ish, there were, like, the two exhibitions traveling the world. There was Body World, mm -hmm. and then there was Bodies, the exhibition. Yep. Um, and you and I have talked about these because I have said, you know, generally, I do not care what happens to me after die because I'm dead and I don't care, right? <laughs> I will be dead, so I will not have the option to care. I However. <laughs> like, for myself. This is, this is my one, like hard pass like my one request <laughs> is that i not be plastinated and put in a fucking exhibition uh. so that is the context in which we have discussed these but um there were exhibitions where um people took bodies and plastinated them so they like drained them my understanding was they drained basically all of the fluid and more or less replaced it with this like plastic 
Yeah, they basically replace, like, the fluids in your body with, yeah, this, like, plastic type of a compound, essentially, is what it is. Yeah. Basically creating, like, human statues. And they, like, pose them in various and sundry ways. I remember they had, like, two naked bodies playing chess, and they had, like, a guy on a horse. uh, Yeah, the one I saw had, like, a guy on a horse and, like, a guy playing basketball. And, like, but, like, the guys, like, the full body ones are, like... Like, stripped of skin. So it's just, like, muscles and bone and sinew and this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they also have, like, like okay, the one I went to was uh, in New York. And it was the bodies one, not the, the body worlds. Not body worlds. Um, okay. And it was, like, in the first room, they had, like, these entire, these whole bodies, right? So there's, like, the guy and the horse and, like, whatever, whatever. And then you went, as you continued, it was, like, it did... Like, um, there was one room for each, like, system. So there was, like, circulatory system and nervous mm-hmm. system and digestion and, like, on and on and on. So, like, some of them are whole bodies and some of them are, like, organs and some of them. Like, right. there's a whole variety. Yeah. Right. Um, but both exhibitions were basically of that. Like, you saw right. bodies, but both of them followed yeah, yeah. that same Yeah, exactly. They were basically the same thing. So then, like... How did he get those bodies? Like, how did they get those bodies to mm-hmm. yeah. to do that? Knowing the title of this episode, you can probably guess. But um, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> right? So, for there's a slight distinction here between Body World and Bodies the Exhibition. So, Body World was put on by uh, this guy Von Hagen, and according to him, um, all of the whole bodies that were in this exhibition. Um, were not unclaimed bodies. That they were donated bodies, like people specifically wanted this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, notice that that says whole bodies, not all of them. Um, <laughs> but as I was reading an NPR article from 2006, and it was saying that he, Von Hagen also took bodies from Chinese medical schools, treated them in the same way, plastinated the bodies, whatever, and then sold them uh, to universities for study. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, the exhibition had to stop buying bodies from former Soviet countries because it was connected <laughs> to um, somebody who had been taking uh, homeless people and like <laughs> bodies from poor hospital patients who were not going to be able to pay their bills. Uh, oh, God. And sh- <laughs> yep. And shuttling the bodies on the black market. So they stopped nice. purchasing from those places, but it's questionable whether or not any of those bodies ended up in the exhibition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. That's a little dicey. There isn't a ton of available paperwork on where mm. these bodies came from. Like Von yeah. Hagen specifically would not release like claims. The right. paperwork is all legit on the up and up, <laughs> but like will not release it. Right. I have questions. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then there's bodies, the exhibition and they make, no bones about it, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but I'm ching. <laughs> hey. um, they straight up admit that all the bodies that they have are unclaimed bodies from China. Yeah. And not from willing donors. Um, yeah. Every single one in that exhibition is is an unclaimed body that they just bought from China. Yeah. And I mean, when I went, I remember that being on a label, like right at the top, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like... Entry yeah, label. They were 
to they the were very They were like, yeah, here's what the deal is. This is where the bodies that you are about to see came from. And what I find, what I find kind of interesting about that is like, you can see articles from the time, like when this information came out where people are like very up in arms about it, but like <laughs> those exhibitions still exist. You can still go see them. They're still touring. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. at the time, like they were still sold out for like oh, yeah. months in advance. So yeah. like, I care, but not enough to not go gawk at this. So, I don't know. Morbid, morbid curiosity wins the day, I guess, is the, yeah, the moral of sure. that particular story. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the one, because, like, and like, of anyone I know, I think I am the most likely to end up as an unclaimed body. Um <laughs> For many reasons, but mostly because I go out running in the middle of the woods and I don't have any ID on me generally. So, like, <laughs> if I fall or something, like, odds are nobody's going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is why it's like, okay, but for real, please don't let me become part of <laughs> one of these exhibitions. Like, sure, let medical students dissect me, throw me in a ditch. Just let the wolves eat me. I really don't care. But please, 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 please don't put me in an exhibition. <laughs> But since I will be unidentified and unclaimed, <laughs> Tara will not be around to tell them not to do that. So <laughs> fingers crossed uh, that that's not what happens. Uh, I mean, um, they can do that to my body if they want. I don't really care. People can, like, hold my liver at the end of the exhibition if they want to. That doesn't well, bother me. That's even different. Like, organs, fine. Whole body, no. No. Just. Like, pieces of, no. the, of your body? Yeah, that's Would fine. you be willing to be like broken down into pieces yes. and like scattered yeah, throughout the exhibit? Fine. Just not yes. one of like the whole body ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not like that's... which is weird. Yeah. Turn me into a jigsaw puzzle. Fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Turn me into former human statue. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> that is I don't know why I have such a visceral reaction to it, but I really do. Like literally any other option I can think of, I'm like totally fine. Like, torn <laughs> apart by wild wolves and, like, scattered to the... I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, whatever. Live it up, but can't handle that. Um, yeah. Okay, sure. That and, that and the soap lady hmm. from the Mooder. Yeah. I think it's just specifically being a whole body in an right. exhibition. I think that just... <laughs> right. I can't. Right, yeah. I can't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's... Um, that's sort of where we're at with unclaimed bodies. And the one thing that I do, I, I take solace in the fact that there are actually like movements currently happening to try and get a better system in place and to try and set up these databases that, yeah, that make yeah. it available. Um, just because I, I think it's important a, to have a record of this mm-hmm. because currently often what happens is they've had several instances, at least in the U S where they like buried a body and then they go back to like find it for whatever reason. <laughs> And it's not where they said it was. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, a once again, court I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised either if you don't have any kind of um, unified system. If it's just yeah. like individuals making choices for things, like, yeah, <laughs> right. some stuff is yeah. going to fall through the cracks. Um, yeah. yeah. But so they'll get like court orders to exhume a body <laughs> and they go to the mm. grave and there's like nothing there. <laughs> and then like, awesome. <laughs> Later, they find it in a storage unit two counties over, whatever. Like, and it's, I don't even blame the, you know, it's like, I, that's not a, 
criticism because I know yeah, they're yeah. doing the best they can. Like, yeah. I, in no way do I think that there are like medical examiners out there like, well, just shove it in my backyard because like <laughs> I feel like it. Like, no, right? Yeah, uh, no. everybody's doing the best they can, but there just isn't a great system in place, and there isn't a lot of funding in place to help them with that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's certainly a big part of the problem. There's no funding. I'm sure pretty much anywhere, you know. Yeah, because again, like these... this is fairly low on the list of priorities. So right, and uh, there's no family clamoring for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because they're unclaimed and like <laughs> right, the, exactly. <laughs> those constituents themselves tend to be a little quiet because they're dead. So like, <laughs> there literally isn't a voice for these people. Unless, yeah, there's there's no one advocating uh, for them unless right. it's like you know the medical examiner or whatever is you know like there's nobody speaking for or, these like, people obviously. Two random morbid women who run a podcast. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just, it's it's a small constituency. People are more concerned about other things, but. Yeah, which hopefully which is fair. I get that. But right. like, yeah, it's an interesting, an interesting issue for sure. Because like, had these sorts of things, like had we, like as a society, figured this sort of thing out earlier, like maybe the Isdal woman would have been identified, you know? Yeah, I mean, I say, but and what they ended up doing with her uh, is basically just putting her in a, well, like I said, like in Tupperware, more or less, like just like the most, <laughs> yeah, um, it was like a lead lined, yeah, yeah, coffin, um, lead or zinc, and burying her in case zinc. That's what it was, zinc. Yeah, um, so that if somebody needed to come back later, they could. Yeah, but like I mean, it, like had you know these sorts of unsolved crimes let's say obviously the mm-hmm. Isla woman is kind of a different thing because of right. how insane it is <laughs> she's special but okay right but like unsolved crimes right um like if you have some sort of database with like you know descriptions or photos or sketches and fingerprints and you right. know like all of this sort of stuff like the databases that you were talking about like then maybe she does get claimed somehow especially if it's like an international yeah. Database, you know? Uh, yeah. Bodies associated with, uh, like, unsolved crimes, particularly, are are more likely... To be um, preserved somehow, I to guess. Be pres- yeah, like, to be preserved or to be cataloged or to whatever, yeah. because yeah, yeah. it's part of an open investigation. It's right. like, um, <clears throat> there was an Uber driver around here that went missing for a couple days, and then they just, like, found him dead in his car. Okay. Um... Presumably he had a heart attack or whatever, but like, hmm. if he didn't have any ID on him, if you didn't yeah. know, you just find like a guy who had a heart attack in his yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. less impetus around that to like. Yeah, for sure. To yeah. keep a record of it, so yeah, it's problematic, yeah. but people are working on it, and I feel better about that. That's kind of the thing about these databases that like, okay, great, like we're documenting them, but unless we're like circulating that somehow unless that's somehow accessible to like more people than just like police people you know like i don't know then if they if they're not i what am i trying to say like if 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 a body is right exactly like who there's no impetus there's like the chances of them being identified even if they're in one of these databases, I feel, is really low. Unless it is. I, as, like, yeah. an individual can get onto this and, like, look through people, you know? Like, let's say my schizophrenic uncle 
disappeared off the map 20 years ago and like no one has heard from him since presumably he's been living on the street somewhere but like god only knows where he could be in the u.s somewhere he could be in canada he could be like literally anywhere in the world you know so like maybe he's dead by now chances are good that he is because like he's a schizophrenic homeless man but like you know unless i am able to go and look through these databases like nobody will ever know because i'm not gonna go file a police you know like i don't know crowdsourcing (laughs) i'm just wondering like what the how useful these databases are actually going to be i guess i think they're useful in situations where yes somebody is going to be looking for you now ultimately what is the percentage on that reasonably low but if you're one of the people that's looking for a missing yeah then like loved one then like for sure this will be great and i think it's worth it for that definitely Um, i also think it helps just from a statistical point and a funding point, I think it would give you a better sense if you could aggregate all of that information of uh, like statistics on drug addiction and statistics on mental yeah, health yeah, issues yeah. and the homeless yeah. and like totally. all of those things that would help get more funding in place mm-hmm. to alleviate yeah. some of these problems. So we Definitely. end up with fewer unclaimed bodies and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, on a one-to-one, like how often are we actually going to identify people this way? Basically never, I feel. Very rarely. Um, (laughs) Because as you said, and it is quite common that like an unclaimed body is from a different state, city, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So even like, even if medical examiners have a database, they don't usually have access to like the federal database. So they can't search the whole record. So right, exactly. Um, Yeah. But I just think the more aggregated information there is, and actually... This is going to sound ridiculous, but um, <laughs> I'm talking about, like, crowdsourcing it. Like, there's plenty of, like, um, there's, like, science experiments or studies hmm. that are being done now that, like, crowdsource their info. So, like, there's one that's studying um, birds, and they have a bunch of cameras set up that take photos every, like, 10 seconds. Now, uh. they don't have enough people Right. To to go through and type tag all of these photos so they crowdsourced it. Like they put it online yeah, yeah. and go on and like I've heard mark. about this, yeah. Yeah. Um and so I guess in theory, depending on how comfortable we were with that, in theory you could crowdsource that if you had Yeah, exactly. Um but I again I don't know how valuable that ends up being. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you have Especially with the beginnings or, like, the the further development, let's say, of these, like, Ancestry.com type websites, if you have mm-hmm. genetic profiles linked to these databases, like, that could potentially be useful. Because, like, as I, I personally am absolutely never doing one of these, like, DNA tests, right. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> let's pretend I did. And, like... I'm, you know, on Ancestry.com or whatever, and, like, something comes up, and I realize that, like, you know, I can, like, identify things this way, or, you know, like, these sorts of things. I don't know. The sticky wicket there is is actually those databases are not accessible by any, um, like, government. It's a private. Right, Like, they are collecting that information on you, but if you committed a crime, 
the government can't access it well in theory yet yeah in theory and yet being the creepy i mean that's how they found the golden state killer so right and that's why these new laws have been right i mean that's one (laughs) of the reasons that they they've been putting these in place so it depends on what you what your priorities are yeah like is your priority to identify these people or is it the privacy of your living citizens or is it you know like what is your so there's a lot of questions involved there um but i i mean also some of this some of these notions are prefaced on the idea that there actually is somebody looking for them and i'm gonna guess in a good there isn't most of them yeah probably not yeah like particularly now when we're living in a society that's like not to get existential and depressing on this (laughs) but like we live in a society where we've basically like stored ourselves in tiny little containers and isolated ourselves. So like, yeah, you know, the number of people in your circle is actually much smaller than it used to be. Like we think we're mm-hmm. so connected, but like if you start looking at it, like we're actually pretty isolated as people. So yeah, I, I think there's plenty of, you know, divorced, widowed, you know, or just, Mm-hmm. love the old term spinster like whatever <laughs> like there's plenty of people who just aren't going to have somebody looking for them yeah so yeah, definitely and i you know i'm o- i'm okay with that like but it's yeah. just if there is somebody yeah, that yeah. would be looking for you it would be better to have a system in place where where they could connect with that for sure for sure like at the very least it needs to be like on a countrywide basis instead of yeah. like like a countrywide database at the very mm-hmm. least that like all you know police people can get into so that I should be able to walk into a police station in like you know wherever Nebraska and like be like my schizophrenic uncle has been missing for 20 years I want to see if he is dead and like give them a description and if he had been found dead in like Washington DC they should be able to have that information to be like, should right. be able to access that, you know, yeah. be like here, like give them a description. Okay. A man fitting this description was found dead five years ago in DC, you know? Yeah. Like at the very least, but it sounds right. like currently that is not the case. <laughs> Definitely not. And that, like, I think they can I... check their own records, but like, that's maybe it. <laughs> right. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Exist. So, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, all of this is is good and lovely and i promote all of this but like i am nothing if not a pragmatist so just on a very (laughs) practical level if we had a system in place to handle the actual volume of stuff and by stuff i mean bodies like if we could just sort that (laughs) right yeah so that we don't have you know these people are being cremated and tossed in the ocean and these people are on a body farm and those people are like in a weird storage unit somewhere and these people are being cremated and stuffed in it you know like if we could just decide what we're doing decide what we're doing and do that yeah i think there would be a lot fewer headaches uh, yeah yeah that's fair (laughs) so thank you guys for listening you can get in touch with us on twitter at in the end podcast or you can always email us at in the end podcast at gmail.com and if you like what we're doing you should tell your friends that would be awesome and rate us on whatever your uh, preferred platform is and if you get a chance give us a short review that would be great and would like totally make our day 
<laughs> Good. I we will definitely see anything you post. Don't don't worry, and we'll be delighted. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Right, but like, and even and I've lost if you. we talk what about the it, like it's fuck. news. Huh. Hello. It's just uh, frozen. Network I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. You're back. You're back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Um, but it was actually kind of great because it... it froze as you were making this face. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just very surprised, Tara, staring at me silently. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>